Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. back anthony weiner dominic carter the other side of midnight in for frank morano merry christmas happy new year so mr weiner we're down to the final hour the final hour that was fast it 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 was and we we have all the phone lines i I wonder i still wonder you know i know that there are some people the phone lines have been hopping Yes. I just hope that there aren't people out there who are trying to find, you know, who are used to Frank's dulcet tones and his long, quiet interviews and things like that. And thinking, I'm like, God, this is too much. This is too much. Or they're saying, we're getting a lot of people who are saying this is good. It's keeping their blood flowing. The guys that drive the bread trucks around the city are saying, okay, you're keeping me going here. A couple of people are saying you're beating me like a rented mule. I don't feel that. I think I'm holding my own here. So you you are holding your own. So reparations. We'll, we'll break it down, what's going on in New York State, a movement around the country. Please tell me that you are against reparations. Well, look, here. Let, let's separate out, and I know this is going to be hard to do. Let's separate out the payments going to whomever. And let's just take it to where California, New York, I know the Governor Hochul here in New York, announced a commission to take a look at the issue. To me, if you are looking at the history of the United States, you can't go wrong. To me, as someone who is in a program of recovery that believes in making amends, that believes in taking an inventory, you can't go wrong. And if tomorrow at a museum in Minneapolis, a... A, a artifact shows up on the on the shelves on, in a display case that belonged to pick a person, a, a, a Jew from the Holocaust that had it confiscated from them. And you would say, let's make amends to that person by giving it back. So from that perspective, I think that it's always good. I am never afraid of history. I am never afraid of saying, listen, these are the sins of our fathers, but let's go back and learn that history. Let's understand that history, and let's see if there's some way – to make amends for it. So before we jump ahead to, oh, where are you going to get the money? I think that you and I should be able to agree with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with asking the question about what our role was and how we can go about trying to make it, uh, make it right, to rectify the situation. And that, to me, is what's been going on right now. And when it reaches the point 
two years down the road that someone makes a proposal that is a specific one that we can argue about. But for now, all it is is trying to learn our lessons, and I'm not afraid of that. No, that, that's, not, that's, that's not necessarily true. And, and the way that you see it, that's the way it is. But I'm just going to be blunt and honest with you. One of the problems that I have with even discussing this is that some issues become a crutch. And I'm going to say something that's not uh, politically, politically correct right now. But the issue of slavery for African Americans is an issue that I, I've watched young brothers for years. Oh, the man won't let me slavery. And my point is, how long are we going to hear that? That's how I honestly feel. And I think it's a mistake to even revisit this, to open these, these wounds. It's divisive. We don't have the money. How are you going to pay for this? All it is is pandering. It's not going to benefit African-Americans. So why do this? Well, why are you jumping ahead to all those conclusions? Why don't let's see how the process plays out? You, you earlier made a very good point when we were talking about economics, about the challenge of someone buying a home. And I told the story this weekend of my family's experience when back in the 60s, my mom and dad, my dad lost my dad recently. My mom and dad bought a limestone duplex in a park block in Park Slope for like $40,000. People say I'm the smart guy in the family. They're the smart guys in the family. Agreed. That was the way most wealth in the United States was accumulated. Right. Home ownership. And still Af- is. Still Af- is. Right. But. For generations in this country, African Americans didn't have that right. Okay, so wait, so, wait, wait, wait. So wait, hold wait, on, wait, let me wait, just wait. finish so, so my wait, thought wait, before so, your so, so then, how how did my wife and I? How did we purchase? I'm a not home? saying that how, today. How, how how did we get the second nothing, home? How did we get the third home? I'm going to explain. Just like, so the accumulated wealth generation from generation does not mean that today someone can't go get a loan, but it says that that advantage that was taken away from a whole group of people to accumulate wealth. Through the generations. And I'm, I'm not denying that. Right. You're, you're, so you're correct all I'm about saying, that. Right. So all I'm pointing out is that understanding that history, understanding the history of Seneca Village here in New York City where African-Americans, free slaves, were able to acquire land, buy property, and then we took it away to make, to make um, Central Park. Most people don't even know the story of Seneca Village. So my suggestion is just that rather than – I don't want to give the money or it's a crutch. Let's see how the process works out. I know there are a lot of people that would learn an awful lot hearing or reading a report about the real impact that it had. Economists, historians, I don't know why we would be afraid of knowledge. But it's not knowledge. It's opening a door that we can't afford to open. Why can't knowledge? Knowledge doesn't cost you a dime. Okay, but so at the end at the end of the report, when they say reparations should be paid to African Americans, let's see, let's wait and see. But right now, let's 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 let me stipulate to that. Okay, I don't want to write checks to anyone yet either. But right now, that's not what anyone in New York is doing. No one's writing a check. All they're doing is putting pen to paper to try to figure out a way how to calculate it, okay, how to measure how, how it, and this? why is that bad? Who's afraid this? of that? How about this? The Democrats that are pushing this in New York. How about this, Mr. Weiner? How about you deal with the crime problem? How about that? I believe that? we can walk and shoot them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't it doesn't believe seem that, that way. I don't seem believe that way. most people who are going to serve on this commission are probably not police officers. But if there is one, we'll give him some time off to serve on the commission. No, what I'm trying to say, if you really want to benefit African Americans, 
deal with the crime it's problem. It's not either or. You can do both things. I just don't know. Look, here's the thing is that so often these things get demagogued. My view is history is not our enemy. It's okay to ask tough questions. It's okay to have divisive issues. We do it all the time here on the radio. And I think that light brings enlightenment. And I don't know what the harm is. If you want to jump ahead five years and say, well, what if the report comes out with this and then they have to do this? I think the government is perfectly capable of collecting the garbage and having a study of reparations. I think it's possible. I don't. I want you to listen to three things. One, in New York, as you just mentioned, uh, the governor, Kathy Hochul, uh, made the announcement just recently, and this panel was going to consist of nine members, three appointed by the governor, three by the Senate majority leader, three by the assembly speaker. Here is a bit of what New York Governor Kathy Hochul had to say. New York has long been the center of American commerce, Wall Street, banking, shipping, insurance, the economic engines of our entire country. And they thrived because they can trade in commodities that were produced by slaves. And there was a slave market. Yes, here in New York, there was a slave market where people bought and sold other human beings with callous disregard. And it happened right on Wall Street for more than a century. And even though it officially closed when slavery was abolished in New York in 1827, our state still remained a dominant player in the illegal slave trade. The practice continued, and our financial and business institutions prospered. Now, I want you— By the way, did you know any of that? I didn't. I, I learned that story recently. Yeah. I learned it recently. But I want you to listen to a bit more of what the governor of New York had to say, Kathy Hochul. And then I want you to listen to city councilman, a Republican, Joe Borelli. And he appeared on the uh, Fox Business Channel, and he was dead on accurate with his assessment of this. But I want you to listen. And he's blaming Democrats if you want to talk about race. But I want you to listen to a bit more of what New York Governor Kathy Hochul has to say on reparations. According to the New York Historical Society, where we are today, as many as 20 percent of colonial New Yorkers, 20 percent of us, were enslaved Africans. A fifth of our entire population was in bondage. Beginning in 1630, some 15,000 people were, became died and were buried in the African burial ground just feet from City Hall, or from Broadway and the Stock Exchange. Think about that. It's not talked about a lot. So we're going to go back to the telephone calls in just one second. But I want to hear Borelli. I want Borelli. you to listen to what Borelli has to say because he's <clears throat> dead on accurate, and he's saying if you want to play the race card, Democrats, go look in the mirror. Is she serious? I mean, this there's just no money to be paid out, right? This will be the most controversial time Kathy Hochul ever writes her name if she signs this bill. This is the most divisive bill that New Yorkers will pass. First of all, it's ahistoric. The overwhelming majority of New Yorkers between 1776 and 1827 did not own a slave. They didn't want slaves. They didn't seek slavery. We were one of the first states to actually free all the slaves. We should be proud of that legacy. But this By the is, way, it's the same in California, and yet they're going ahead, or at least 
were at, a couple of months ago going ahead with referendums. And, and that's the problem. It's putting collective guilt on people who are not responsible. I have as much a connection with Stonewall Jackson as I do Napoleon Bonaparte, and I'm not responsible for paying the bad things for either of those did. I have news for Democrats, though. There is an entity that still exists today that raises and spends hundreds of millions of dollars every single year that if you go back to the 1860 convention, if you go back to the 1850s, the 1840s, there is an institution that supported slavery. It's the Democratic Party, and they're still in power today. So if Democrats want to make reparations an issue, they should look at their own party platform uh, going back over 175 years. If that's ridiculous to them, think about how ridiculous the topic is in general. You cannot disagree with that. He makes my point. You just played cuts from Kathy Hochul talking about facts. You played a quote from Borelli talking about facts. That's exactly why we should have this commission. Now, he wants to jump ahead to the money part. You want to jump ahead. Maybe your listeners do. My point is that yeah, we, they may come up with a controversial solution to this, but you just heard two things in two separate cuts that I didn't know. And I'm a pretty learned guy. I mean, I know much more about Afghanistan than, than I call it, that's for sure. But the, 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 the point that I'm making is that kind of a conversation where we learn about these things, where we understand that they're costs. And I want to say one other thing. I do believe in a notion of accountability, and I do believe in the notion of taking stock, and I do believe in the, in the notion of reconciliation. Reconciliation happens with facts, with an understanding, with a conversation. I'm not afraid of that stuff. And if you want to demagogue it and say it's Democrats or say it's whatever – you can do that, but I think most uh, most New Yorkers would benefit from this conversation. Well, it, it, if you're going to go down this road, let me tell you how you do it. And, and I understand firsthand with my own life, right? So out of the housing projects of New York City, time to go to college. Not a college in America is going to accept a kid like me, right? And when I say a kid like me, bad grades, five high schools in four years. The Educational Opportunity Program which is State University of New York, it's open, it's based on financial need, not on race. If you're going to go down this road, this is the way you do it. So the EOP program accepts me, go to a summer institute, go on to college, end up graduating. Because of this great program and because of the taxpayers, uh, the great taxpayers of the state of New York, I went from a net drain on on uh, the the budget, right, taking away from it to a net gain for the next 30 years, paying large amounts of taxes. That's how you deal with something like this. You don't just give somebody a check uh, that don't have the financial literacy. Well, what if what if at the end of the reparations say that we're going to make reparations by tripling that program? I still don't support it. It's not. It's not the. It's not the right. It's divisive. And and here's the question. Why, well, can I? Have I for you. Why is it? Put some some meat on that bones. Why is it divisive? Uh, and, and that's exactly what I was about to say to you. Because if you're a white person, if you're Irish, even if you're Latino, anybody else, they say, "Hey, I had nothing to do with racism." Well, well let me uh, let's wait, 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 wait. I'm let me, sorry. Let me, I'm wait, I had nothing to do with racism. Why should I be paying for something that my family never even had anything to do with? Should the British pay the 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 Irish for their their role in perpetuating the the, the potato famine? Same thing. I mean, these are just historical things that we're trying to we're trying to correct. Now, you had an excellent point. Better than a check. 
Make housing laws better, better than a check. Make educational opportunities better than a check. Set up the the the, the Dominic Carter Center for for Broadcasting Studies. I get it. There's all kinds of different ways, but it starts with someone sitting down, taking Borelli's point about the Democratic Party. These are Republicans on Reconstruction, not Democrats who did Republicans-led Reconstruction. And how about the money they're going to spend, the billions, the millions they're going to spend studying, quote, studying the issue? Commission's not going to cost millions of dollars. I I mean – you, you know, commission, it's gonna, I have no idea what a commission is going to cost. No one's going to get paid to be honest. And what about They're the resentment? Hearings. What about the resentment? Why? is going to lead to with other Americans? There's only resentment when it's people like Joe Borelli who are trying to demagogue on it. There's no resentment if someone says, "Come down to a hearing in here or read this report." What's the resentment part? No one's saying, and Joe Borelli committed an, an act of, of of owning a slave. And by the way, what if his grandfather did? What's the what's the problem with knowing that? Okay, so answer this for no me. No one's and, taking his money. No one's punishing anyone. We're trying to make that doesn't do the effect of reconciling anything. And, and, and you think <clears throat> that that doing the doing this is going to help these black kids out I here? I don't know what the outcome. Well, I'm be. telling you, it's no. not going to help. Them. Okay, we, we we don't know because it has to. I do here. know. We don't know. We could come up with an expansion of your program that, that brought you out of the ghetto. I don't understand why do you believe that expanding that program might not be an outcome of this? It might be. It might be that we do a we do a whole show about this where we go over the report and talk and learn things we didn't know before. I didn't know what Kathy Hochul was talking about until I just heard it, and I didn't know Joe Borelli's point about the Democratic Party until I just heard it. I feel like I'm a better person for knowing that about my country. Well, you, you are a better person, and you'll be a great person when you say that you're against reparations, as I am. I know, but it depends. But when you say reparations, you see a check. I see reparations. I say changing the banking laws, or I say changing the education things. Or I see other acts of of action that we can do to correct the harms from the past. By the way, every great we're in country. Twi- we're in 2024. And, and you're telling me people are going to run the game of what happened years ago. Let me ask you something. Ago. When they did reconciliation oh. commissions in South Africa, did it harm the country or help it? Because you had a, you had a different man, you had somebody like Nelson Mandela. No, but you had a reconciliation commission when you did when you did when you passed laws to make it possible to go back and 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 find out what happened to the looted uh, um, looted possessions of the Holocaust. We benefited from that. The Germany wasn't worse for it; they were benefiting from it. They actually encouraged it. They, we go back and look at history and try to make things right all the time. And you know what? We do it in our personal lives also. Why shouldn't our government do the same thing? Because this is divisive, a waste of money, keep, a waste of time, not, and it's not its not going to benefit African Americans. But listen, we, we have all of these calls at 23 minutes past the hour. You pick the next one so we can get some calls in here about reparations. They're all, they're all saying mean things about me, Dominic. No, 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 they're not. No, they're not. All right, let's get to let's get to uh, the the uh, let's get to let's do Kevin in Farmingdale. He looks like he fantastic. Has a good idea. Kevin, line three. Good morning. You're talking to Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter. We're in for Frank Morano. Merry Christmas, Kevin. This is the other side of midnight. Merry Christmas to you guys, and uh, you know, great show. I mean, it's it's the hours are just flying by. I'm just really frustrated being a conservative with Anthony. I mean, I'm not even going to try and. Compete with Anthony. He's he's a master spinner like the Democrats are, and you make a point, he'll take you down the rabbit hole. I would just like to make a couple of points, and then you know he can respond or whatever. But I'm not even going to try and go down the rabbit hole. I just want to hit some key bullet points that some of the things you talked of earlier. Maybe a couple of points on reparations, really quick, <clears throat> and then I'm not even going to attempt to uh, to spar with uh, with Anthony. <laughs> I mean, I've been listening to it for hours and hours and hours, and it just goes in. Uh, 
in different directions, as some of your earlier calls said. If I may, if I could just make a couple of points on the you economy. you got to do it quickly, Kevin. Go ahead. Okay, uh, great. Afghan- okay, the economy. You know, Biden always talks about all these jobs he created, how the stock market is prospered. The earlier caller uh, call alluded to it. I mean, the jobs were mostly replacement jobs that were lost during COVID. They weren't creation of new jobs. Maybe there was some, but it was not much. Afghanistan, Trump made a deal. It was conditional. He wouldn't have got out and, and got out the way Biden did. You know, you're saying it was Trump's fault. Everything with Democrats is the Trump's fault. He made a conditional. Those conditions weren't met. He wouldn't have gotten out under those circumstances. As far as Trump, they always said he was going to be bring us to World War III. For four years, I, I don't believe any soldiers were killed under Trump. There was no wars during Trump. He's one of the only presidents in recent history where that's true. Uh, aside, when you talked about immigration, remain, you're saying, all oh, the asylum, they need, need more money to process asylum seekers. That's what Biden wants to do. That's what the Democrats want to do. Under Trump, there was no need for it. Remain in Mexico. Then when, when they get to the asylum, then they deal with it. As far as COVID. Hey, hey Kevin, 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 I, I love you. I love you. Say that again about Trump's policy as it relates to Mexico. Say that one more time, please. Remain in Mexico. So forget Remain about Remain in Mexico, Mr. Weiner. Forget about spending more money. The Democrats, all they want, all Biden wants, spend more money. COVID, there are more deaths under, under Biden with the vaccine than under Trump with no vaccine. As far as quickly, because I, I don't want to get cut off, reparations. That's purely political. The Democrats, they use it like sanctuary cities and immigration. They want votes. That's what it does. It's not going anywhere. In California, they spent, to your point, uh, Dominic, they spent millions and millions of dollars. They know they can't afford it. California is almost bankrupt. New York's on the way to being bankrupt. It's, it's not feasible. I mean, sure, we'd like to be better. We made some mistakes in our history. Most of the people here weren't responsible for it. it it's, it's not gonna. It's not gonna solve a problem. It's just gonna make them more politically. Um, you know, people are gonna be more politically happy with the Democrats. What about you? Talk about bondage. What about the Jews who are in bondage? Did anybody pay them reparations? What about the child sex trafficking that's going on? And there was a recent movie coming out, Sound of Freedom. The liberal movie distributors, which most of them are liberal, they didn't even want to air it. There's a hundred and fifty billion dollar child sex trafficking, which is essentially slavery for children, this is swept under the rug. And that's all I have to say. Kevin, <laughs> you, you said a lot of uh, wise comments. Mr. Weiner. I will let you, Dominic, choose one or two for me to respond to. COVID, Afghanistan, no wars, World War III. I was taking notes. Remain re- in Mexico. Re- remain in Mexico. Let's do remain in Mexico. Yes. So remain in Mexico was an agreement by the Mexican government to hold people there. They're no longer agreeing to do it. Okay. <laughs> That wasn't anything. Trump Trump was able was able to 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 do the deal with them. Part of it was because of of the COVID restrictions that he had under Title Forty Two, which is not we don't have a COVID emergency anymore. That was a lot of the leverage that he had. And to be honest with you, that's not something okay, that, wait, that wait, Biden, wait 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 wait. Who got Title Forty Two? Who got that accomplished? COVID. It was in the law. No, okay, 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 okay. Wait 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 wait. Trump didn't get Title Forty Two accomplished. Mm, it was already in the law. He just used it when, when, when COVID came along. Okay. And by okay. the way, if you want to keep the COVID emergency, I'm fine by that, but then you get to keep Title 42. Once you say there's no more COVID emergency, you got to lift it. It's a health code. It's not an immigration code. You pick the other one you wanted to respond to. Uh, let's, let's do the, the Afghanistan. No, the Afghanistan thing was, was an agreement that he signed. Right, 13. And, 13. And, 
Okay, why don't you say that one more time and make that point so I can go on to get to other points about Afghanistan. Right, the 13 American soldiers that are in the ground right now because of this administration. No, Donald Trump did it. 1,500 Taliban soldiers, their top soldiers, oh. were released who, who by the, Donald who, who Trump. Who was the president Is, you, when they wait, were killed? Can I who, ask who you, was the president? Can I ask you, Dominic, are you aware of that and we have no disagreement about that? That there no, were 1,500? No, 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 no. Because I, I, I can look it up right now for you and read it no, to no, you. No, 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 no. How about looking up the 13 names of the dead soldiers? It's, it's, it's terrible. Who killed them? Donald Trump, the people that who Donald Trump released. Who was the president? Donald, who, who released the 1,500 no, killers? Who released the killers? Mr. Wiener, who, we're getting the signs to take a break. Who, just please answer this one question. Who, at the time of their death, the 13 soldiers, American soldiers in Afghanistan, who was the president of the United States? Joe Biden. Now, now do I get a question for you? Yes. Who released the 1,500 Taliban fighters? Oh. Who was the president? In, in your version. No, uh, no, no. That's a fact. <laughs> That's okay. Fact. Okay. Let's take this break, and then we'll come how back. Come, how come I confess up to the fact and you can't? I, I, I'll, I'll fess up. I'll fess up to whatever you let's want. Have me to fess up. Yes, let's, let's have a reconciliation. You. Yes. Let's have a reconciliation. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter, in for Frank Morano. This is the other side of midnight. The other side of midnight with Frank Morano. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. There we go. But which is which? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here arguing for reparations. That's a good song. You got a verse there? Come on. Let's no, hear it. I'm not, let's hear it. I'm not going to do that. I am hanging on by a thread here. I'm going to. That people are the same wherever they go. There is good and bad. Mr. Wiener in everyone. There you go. You see? Learn to live. Go ahead, Mr. Wiener. You see, you can sing and get away with it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. To survive together alive. Come on, man. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. I hang on by a thread here at WABC 770 and on the the, the Frank Morano show here nationally. I just barely hang on because I'm taking such unpopular positions. Oh, so it's not that some of your opinions are warped. So here's what the thing is. I I believe much of what I've said tonight. 
Are you implying that I don't? No, no. I'm implying that I, some things I've been saying to be provocative because uh, I want to mix it up and make good Because ra- I want to make good radio. So, okay, so you know that your argument on reparations doesn't fly no, re- and that is completely that's wrong. That's my strongest argument. Uh, no, no, that's the weakest been, one. I have been the strongest. Even moments I got you to tiptoe up to the point of saying there are some things you would do to, to, to repair. That's what reparations are. Look, some of this comes, and not to not to be maudlin about it, but some of this comes from... You know, I'm in a program of recovery that is a very – it's fine to say, OK, I'm going to live a better life. But you also have to go back to the people that you harmed, some people that you know, some people that you don't, and you have to make amends to them. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes they want nothing to do with you. I believe – and that's an element of all the major religions, right? All the major religions say it is perfectly – sorry is fine, but you then have to try to make amends. Now, in, in government, it's hard to do. And because government, we elect elected officials to look at the next two years, the next four years. We don't pay people to say, go back to the time of Reconstruction. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to these young men in urban America. Stop stop making excuses. Go get a job. Get up and go to work. Go get an education. There's your reparations. Per- period. Right, but let story. me ask you, what do you say I... I think about my son Jordan, 12 years old, in middle school. Wouldn't it be great if he saw his government, his dad and mom, his friends talking about this study that went back and looked not just about it in a historical context, but what it meant to grow this state, to be what it is, the things that he takes for granted today, and to know how much slave labor went into that? I think that's a valuable lesson for us to learn. I don't know. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing that's wrong with learning. That's what the commission would do. There's nothing wrong. No, that's not what the commission would do. There's nothing wrong with learning what slave labor did. Right? Okay. So I took my so that, son okay. down to the, uh, the museum, Lower Manhattan, not far from City Hall, the uh, African burial ground, right. so that he could see. Right? But as the kids say, don't get it twisted. Young man, get up. Get your education. Get a job, no excuses. That's the that's the. Let, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. I really don't. Well, let's let's go back to the uh, phone lines. Line three, Chris and the Catskills. Good morning, Chris. You're talking to Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter. We're in for Frank Morano. Merry Christmas good morning, and good morning, gentlemen. I think Anthony's doing quite well. If this were a debate, so Anthony says people are attacking him, but <laughs> Kathy Ho Kathy Hochul is securing herself not getting a primary challenge from the far left by doing this. Thank you. She's, she, she has seamlessly transitioned from being a very conservative Democrat when she was county clerk of Erie County to where she is now. And, Anthony, you know this. On every questionnaire, whether you're running for town board, county legislator, state office, or Congress, the Working Families Party in the state of New York is going to add this question, do you support reparations, to their questionnaire. And this is definitely helping Kathy Hochul solidify herself, her transition to being a far-left progressive Democrat in the state of New York. So, but Chris, let me ask you about that. You say that as if it's a bad thing, that if a politician does something because it attracts support from her constituents, isn't that politics? That's the way politics is supposed to work. You do things that are going to be popular with your constituents. What would have Kathy Hochul's position been 16 years ago on this? I get that point that she's running statewide when she was running in a congressional race. 
Christian Gillibrand, you can probably say the same thing about. But return to my point. Saying something is political is not the pejorative that some people think it is. Political means doing things that are popular. You want to do things. Earlier in this conversation, uh, um, a one, it, one it's do- not popular. One it's dom- not popular. Okay, in that case, she's, is not popular. In that case, she's going to suffer at the polls for it. I mean, I, that's I, the, I, think, Chris, I think. Chris, I think, speak to Dominic. I think, I think politicians should do what they believe, not just what's going to get them votes. I and think, Chris, Chris is dead on accurate. She, she's done a total one hundred percent change, and she's doing this uh, to make sure she doesn't have a primary. I get it. Chris she's, is dead on accurate. I, I, I think politicians do things for political reasons. That's not a newsflash. Yes, I believe that if politicians do things for political reasons, that doesn't make it necessarily wrong. I think one of the smartest things that the politician in New York City can do is advocate for, for hiring more police so we spend less on overtime and we cut down on crime. Now, some people might find that a smart thing, something, but that's politics. I don't have a problem with that. I don't think that's the reason not to do it. And I'll make one, I'll make, make, make one, one, one other point that, you know what, if it turns out that she does something that's, that is political, and the people punish her for that. It's a lesson for the next guy. Don't do a similar political thing. But I don't think it's necessarily such a bad thing. Chris, thank you for the call. But you know, you know what the problem with the position you're articulating? The problem is this. Politicians doing what you just said, something that's political, that's what has the country jammed up right now with criminals running amok around the country with crime out of control. Let me give you the counterpoint. You said earlier that Joe Biden was improving the economy because it's an election year. That benefits all of us. So, but yes, what, but what I about mean, but what what about the 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 rest of his term where we've all been hurting? Well, make up your mind. Is doing political things bad or good? I think that political things like Trying to we okay, always, make up make up my mind. We want politicians. Trump is much better than Biden. I know. We're, so we're will, talking will about you, something. Will you agree with the, ta- agree to that? No, we're talking about something different. Why not? Though. Why not? Look, Joe, Donald Trump believes being a racist is good politics. He, the man is not a racist. But he agrees that being a racist is good politics. So he would just say no to all these racist supporters. What politician you know don't play the race card, black or white? So black saying, politicians. So you're play, saying Trump does? Black politicians play the race card more than white politicians. Hold on, let's hold and the, you know they but do. But wait a minute. Are you? But wait, wait. Are Mr. You, Wiener, Mr. Wiener, do black politicians play the race card? I I don't want to paint with a broad brush. I think if you, I don't believe that the reparations conversation is. No, no, no. I'm is, not talking about reparations right now. I'm talking about I, I, do I black politicians. I think referring to black politicians as a group is racist. I don't do that. You want to give me an individual politician ra- doing an individual oh. thing? If you want to take me an individual politician, I don't think – look, I don't think that um, the congressman Richie Torres, who's, who's black, who is one of the most fervent supporters of Israel, is helping himself in the black community right now. No, I don't think everyone that does things for, 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 for wrong reasons. I think so. I mean – but I, I, I think that race is an issue in this country. I think one of the reasons you have a reparations com- a commission is that we can speak about it honestly. Interesting. Interesting. Speak about it honestly. Like you and I are doing. Right, but it's just, it's all wrong. It's not going to benefit African Americans, and all it's going to do is make everybody else angry. That's all it's going to do. I don't know. We have seen truth and reconciliation commissions in all kinds of other environments, and it brings countries together, not apart. Hmm. I mean, we we basically get on the same page. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm I'm waiting to see who's on line three 
uh, with the calls that that are that are coming in uh, as as we uh, are speaking. Dominic Carter here with you, Anthony Weiner, and we are in for the next seventeen minutes. In for you know uh, we should do this for, later in the week. Are we going to do this at all the rest yes, of the week? Yes, we're going to be back. Uh, Frank is back tomorrow night, I believe. Uh, th- yes, tomorrow night, and then you and I are back on uh, on uh, Thursday. Let's go to uh, Pamela in the great state of New Jersey. Good morning, Pamela. You're talking to uh, Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter. Frank Morano has the morning off. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Um, I'd like to draw an analogy. Uh, I taught special education for over 20 years. And when sometimes when an administration or politicians think they're giving a leg up, what it turns out to be is control. For instance, many times I would get from the uh, powers that be, oh, your kids aren't, you know, good enough to pick where you're going for a field trip, so we'll do it for you. And, uh, oh, you can't get that new computer that's coming in because your your kids can't handle it. So we would end up with crap. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, And I would tell the regular teachers, if they had mainstream students, I said, don't pity my students. They have to enter the same world that everybody else. And I got news for you. My kids are more skilled in many areas, just like your kids. They might need a little uh, help in certain areas, but they're very talented in other areas. So sometimes that so-called leg up is a crutch. I think that's fair. And it's dead on accurate. Uh, I think it's fair. I I, I don't think it's an argument for not having a a, a, a reparations commission, but I I think that's fair. Mr. Weiner, you select the, uh, the next caller. Uh, let's get to some of these people who want to correct me on things. How about um, is Chris from Best Page still on? Chris, good morning. Line four. You're talking with Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter, Frank Morano has the morning off. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays, and yes, I'm still on an uh, hour and forty three minutes to be exact. I've been holding. We 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 we, we apologize. That, we apologize. But but you're, but you're not. You haven't been on hold the longest. We do apologize for that. And plus, okay. Chris, we were well, we're holding you off to the end of the show because we need someone to spice it up to get us through the finish the best, line. The best for last. There you go. And I was on Anthony's podcast, by the way. Me and Anthony are pretty good friends. So he's, he's, he's um, one of my Hall of Fame callers. That's right. <clears throat> Anyhow, a couple things, Anthony. Um, what was the uh, 30-year mortgage rate on <clears throat> when Trump left office? What was the 30-year mortgage rate? I don't know, but interest rates are up. The Fed, the Fed, had, the Fed had like 13 interest right. rate hikes. Right. It was 2.95%. Right, 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 right. Thank you, Chris. Thank it, you. Thank you. I, was, it, 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 I, I know it was a loaded question. I wanted to see if Mr. Weiner was going to answer it. And, of course, you know he wasn't. But 13, 13 Fed hikes. You, you, you know the president doesn't, doesn't run the Fed, but go ahead. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that up. The Fed bringing up the rates, president has nothing to do with it. That's why inflation is starting to come down under Biden, and he's trying to take credit for it. Okay, but That's Chris, did you blame him? I'm going to let you finish, but did you blame him for high inflation? Then you got to give him credit for low inflation. That's the way it works. you got to pick a lane. If okay, you're going to say wait, he's wait, not wait, responsible wait, 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 for inflation. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said low inflation. What, what's low inflation? We're, we're right. at the Fed target right now. It's down to 2.8%. But, Anthony, so wait. When it went up, you know what it's like? I'll give you an analogy. Say I weighed 150 pounds my whole life. Then I put on 200 pounds. And my friends haven't seen me in a long time. I weighed 350 pounds. They, like, they look at me like, what happened to you? Then I come back a year later. I'm down 60 pounds. <laughs> they still go, okay, you look better, but... You know what? It's still 120 pounds overweight. I'm just saying that's what that's what this economy is with Biden. 
You're trying to give him credit for stuff on the way down. But he got us to where we were with the hyperinflation. Listen, but Chris, hold on a second. That is, Let me just say, I sat in this chair for a year and a half taking blow after blow about high inflation. And I said, look, there are all the reasons. You had COVID. You had the war and all this. But I took my lumps. Now inflation's low. You cannot be the same people can't call and say Biden didn't do it. That's just not the way this goes. you got to pick a lane. Either the the president makes inflation and it doesn't have to do with OPEC and it doesn't have to do with wars or the president has nothing to do with inflation. I think he gets the blame. Same with crime, Dominic. Crime goes up. You get blamed, crime goes down, he goes in, and it probably has nothing to do with the mayor. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Hey, Chris, you got this guy all excited. Thank you for the call, Chris. You know, all I'm going to say, I've got to toss to a break. All I'm going to say is under Trump, you could get a mortgage at 3% and you could lock in for 30 years and live the life of Riley. And now the mortgage rate is how much, Mr. If Wiener? you want to do one economic indicator and pluck it out of there. Oh, but yes. that's an important one, isn't it? Uh, being able uh, to I afford a house. M- very few people, relatively speaking, are buying houses. Everyone's in the stock market. Right, and, that's and at why a are levels. they not buying a house? No, very few because people, they've been they priced ch- out because of your no, president. Very few people buy a house every year, but everyone everyone is oh. in, the, in, the, in the market. And it's that's a 30 7,000. That's not true. I think more people are interested in home ownership than the stock market. We've got to take a break. The Other Side of Midnight continues in just a moment. The Other Side of Midnight. Side at midnight with Frank Morano. This is the best part. This is the best part. Wait, let, let's listen for a little bit. By chance, his girlfriend came across a needle and soon she did the same. At home, there were 17 year old boys and their idea fun. That's Prince, right? In a game called the Disciples High on Crack. Toting a machine gun. Mm-mm-mm. Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter here with you. So, I've got a question for you. I'm about to go to uh, Mike in South Carolina on reparations. Um, can I? You, your son is twelve. He is. Can can, can I? Can I? Can I uh, borrow his his brand new Jordans? He's. Uh, I hope he's not listening. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. So so you know we talked about it at the top of the show. For me, the shoe of the moment when I was in school in like the late in the seventies mm-hmm. was the Puma Clyde. Right, right. It right. was the first non-canvas. I mean, not the first, but the one that like became everyone wanted to get that shoe. It was before Nike really was a big thing. Correct. Chuck, Chuck Taylor's Keds. We had Keds. They were the cheapest, you know, in the in the Wiener household. So I kind of get the idea of sneakers. I get why sneakerheads are a thing, and I get why people are into it. But um, the problem is, 
is he doesn't want to, as a collector, I mean, he wants to wear them, and his right. mom wants him to wear them. Right. right. So now we're like, you, you need a, like as, as, as our friend Curtis would say, you need a double reverse mortgage to pay for the, you do. For, for, for the shoes. But you know what? Of all the things that he wants, like he's, he's not, he wants 12-year-old things. Like so far, the kid, I love him he's to pieces. He's a good kid. He's, he's a, a good, good kid. kid. Do I want him to play less video games? Yes. Do I Tell want me one kid that don't play exactly. video games? So whenever I complain about it, I find myself just like being like these are high class problems to be having with him. And so if he wants a nice pair of shoes, if he wants a Christmas gift, even though his mom's Muslim and his dad's Jewish, <laughs> I, I mean I can do a lot. I, I can do a lot worse. He's he's a wonderful kid, mostly because of his mom, but he's he's a, a, a wonderful kid. And now he has these these air these Jordan fours that he's going to walk around with. And to to see the way he was texting and calling his friends, bragging about them, it clearly made him happy. So now wait, we you know I'm pissed off at you because these phones have been lit up all morning long. We haven't had a break, and we only have eight minutes left. You know, I was about to ask you, does your son do what we used to do, and that you know you neatly fold your shoelaces over and so on? Do the kids still? Well, do that? here's the thing: there's a little bit of that. Like he he doesn't tie his shoes because he's lazy. No, the kids don't tie him. Yeah. They, you know, they, they're he, cool. He does, and, they're and, cool. But, but it's um, – I, I also don't remember being as stylish as him at 12. I'm sure, right. I, was, I'm sure I was attentive to my appearance and I'm sure of all the – you know, he's, he's not asking how to haircut in a while. And I, I said over, over dinner tonight, I said to him, all it takes is one pretty girl at school to say your hair is getting too long and you'll get it cut. I'm just going to wait for that to happen. Oh, it's coming. Um, it's but, coming. But it is, but yeah, he he wears them untied. I know mom doesn't want to hear that, but but the pretty young lady is coming. You know, here's what the thing is, mom. Uh, mom likes the long flowing hair, but now it's out of control. And Jordan plays hockey, as you know, and so when he wears his helmet, he has the salad of, like flopping out underneath right, it. It's, right. it's getting to the point that he needs a haircut. Um, but but he is he's he's a wonderful kid. So if getting you know, some Jordan four is, is what it takes to kind of make his Christmas. So he's, he's, um, he's, he's flying high and tomorrow he'll be go. wearing his uh, Jordan fours. There you go. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Good morning, Mike, Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter here with you. The other side of midnight. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. And thanks for uh, getting me in before the, uh, before the show comes to an end. Anthony, I spoke to you once when you were on with uh, Curtis months ago. And you went to the SUNY College where my ex-nephew went. Oh, that's uh, right. I remember the call. Remember? Yeah. And that's good. Your 12-year-old son's playing hockey like, like his dad. And, you know, uh, good stuff. I don't like, okay, I- I'm 100% Italian, proud to be. Okay? My son and daughter are half Italian. I don't care what someone's nationality is, whatever. Reparations. Are you kidding me? You know, my, my uh, family... Going back many generations, I'm sure, we owned vineyards. We didn't own plantations. Okay? That's, that's just my example. Are you kidding me? Uh, now you, you want to make up, uh, repair for damages done? It's history. And I, I said it on your show, Dominic. Uh, I'll say it again. Revisionist history. I don't like it. Taking statues down. What they should do is, and tell Sharpton, you know, the, the self-appointed civil rights leader, you know, forget it. Uh, why don't they put a statue of Rosa Parks up? Rosa Parks. I don't want to sit in the back of the bus. I want to sit in the front of the bus. That was in 56, I, I believe. I was two years old. Okay? It's really getting to the point, hey, we got enough stuff going on in our country and abroad 
the Middle East and Biden, forget, he doesn't know what universe he's in. You know, uh, I think it's, it's disgusting to try to, you know, dig uh, 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 your hands in our pockets for reparations, reparations. It's smoke and mirrors, you know, it's smoke and mirrors. Well, let me let me ask you, Mike, let's let me try the, the way I put it with Dominic. Would yeah. you? And that was a very that was a very articulate and well thought out thing. But let me just what if you take the money part out of it and you just had a commission that their job was to write a report about um, how slavery held back a whole community of people, how we all benefited from it, and the debt that we owe those people. No dollar sign of what anyone gets paid, but just calculates it all. Would you be opposed to that? Uh, I would be opposed to that, yeah. What's the harm? Well, you know, again, you know, it's going to come down to the same uh, equation about uh, uh, reparations, it's 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 increasing its volume, you know, in California now, New York. Like, how far back, and how many times are they going to revisit this? I mean, enough is enough. Well, wait a minute. What do you mean? Well, so, so you you think that this has been done already? And the point is that this hasn't been. And trying to have a whole bunch of economists sit around and like stare at their navels and try to figure out what it all cost <laughs> and what the and what the impact was. Look, I don't think, and maybe. You know, you have a very rich history of your people. I have a very rich history of my culture. Well, everyone has stuff. Everyone has stuff that is not perfect. I'm not afraid of that. And I don't think any of us should be. That's my point. I hear you, Anthony. I I hear you. And good luck in your your career uh, on the radio and and elsewhere. But, hey, you know, uh, how many times do we have to go back, you know, put the car in reverse and keep talking about, uh, the Civil War and slavery, and now reparations. They see dollar signs. And, Mike, you, know, is- you, you know, Mike, I'm glad you made that point. I have to step in because we're going to try and get one more caller. But Mike just made a good point. So you, so I want to make sure I got this right, and I want to try and get in one more call. You think that the black – I'm completely against reparations, as you know. You think the black community is going to be okay with studying the issue and not want to check? Think, I think let's put the carriage in the yeah. carriage and horse in your the right problems, order. That's all. Your I'm problems saying. will be worse <laughs> if you think the community is just going to settle. They, and, maybe they come back and say, "Here are nine laws we can do that to to change the way we do housing, it, change it, the way we do education." It, it, that might be the thing. Here's what we should do: not waste everybody's time and not waste our time. Knowledge uh, is uh, never a waste of no, time. No. That's why pick, people pick, listen to our pick, show. Pick the final call, Mister Weiner. All right, let's go to. Uh, let's go to Sankara in Brooklyn. Go ahead, pal. You've been waiting a while. Okay. I, I was waiting about two hours. You've got so a minute, I, I so please, get, please get to the point. To you got one minute. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, reparation. Okay. I'll take a reparation. Is Oprah going to get reparation? Is Jay-Z going to get reparation? That, that's a good point. That's a good point. Is Oprah going to get reparations? So are you going to under- take, take these wealthy millionaire or billionaire? That's a great question. And black that's people, a great question. You take the money we, and you share it to we, the we, poor we have black to, people. We have to step in we have to step in that's a good point will oprah qualify for reparations oprah has to pay us reparations she has to make it for all those hours on tv we had to watch her she has to pay us hey thanks for doing this dominic well let's just do this again hey we'll be doing it again on thursday uh 1 a.m to uh, 5 a.m i right? appreciate so, and thanks for carrying me these four hours i really no no, no 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 the other way around the other way around but just work on your perspective on reparations and work on who you're supporting for president because you got that we'll all do. wrong we'll do got it i i, I have my to-do list for the next time we meet Anthony Weiner, Dominic Carter in for Frank Morano, the other side of midnight.